Are you looking for somebody who looks good in a flannel? Are you looking for somebody who's rocking a pair of bean booters? Are you looking for someone to eat lobster with you on a bean sundae? Are you looking for someone that knows the difference between a dyke and a skirt? Are you looking for someone whose favorite word is ayakbab? Are you looking for someone who likes to go to Bahaba? Then we got the, the site, site for, for you. you. Maine is only, Maine's only dating site for just Mainers. Where the flannel is plaid and the boots are tight. And the Flatlanders aren't allowed. Hello! And welcome to uh, Homegrown Horror. I took a drink at the wrong time. You did. It's like an interesting choice, B. I'm just very thirsty. Just a quick little sip. That's, I was, was going to be the fastest sip in the West. I'm B, a co-host. I'm Jackson, a co-host. And welcome to Homegrown Horror. If it's your first time listening to us, uh, main spooky podcast about main spooky things, ghoul, goblins, ghosts, Murder, manslaughter, and muggings. True crime and horror. And sometimes cryptids. And sometimes that, cryptids. Those are few and far between these days. It fits in the goblin category. Yeah. yeah. Ghouls, goblins. Ghouls and goblins. Uh, yeah. So we're, it's a beautiful time here to be in Maine. It's, uh, we're getting, <laughs> it's disgusting, actually. Um, it's full spring. It's full Saturday spring. Saturday was stunning, and I didn't have to wear a jacket, but it's going to snow tomorrow. So. Yeah, it's going to snow tomorrow, but like we've had a solid week where, it's a big sigh, all right. <laughs> we've had a solid week where the weather's been pretty warm. I like the weekend. It was also Super Bowl Sunday. Wow. Did not watch. I Super also Bowl. didn't watch, which is, I feel like I've, um, I guess I haven't caught every single one. I didn't have much investment in this Super Bowl. Uh, my mom did watch it because she was like, Oh, Taylor Swift is a psyop. Just kidding. My mom doesn't do conspiracy theories. Uh, she was rooting for the Chiefs. So she was like, she was like, I was there because everyone thought Taylor Swift and Travis Kels or whatever are a psyop or something. I don't know. Whatever you guys do on the internet, just leave me out of it. <laughs> whatever you do, don't Get, call me about keep it. Keep your weird conspiracy theories to yourself. yourself. Maybe stop obsessing so much over a politician and live your life. <laughs> Why don't you be nice to people? Oh. Won't kill you. Anyway. <laughs> I did make some amazing wings. There's such a fucking wings. can of worms. I did what? make some really good wings yesterday. You made yesterday. some good wings? Yeah, yeah. I made a great steak last night. Nice. Solid. Yeah. But it's like, Emily and I just saw all these commercials for wings, so we were super hyped. Yeah, like wings, wings, yeah, wings, Yeah, it's like, wings. let's have wings and not watch the Super Bowl. Yeah, I made steak and eggs and watched Ink Master. I like that. That's a good plan. <laughs> solid, solid evening scheduled out. Make steak and eggs, Ink Master. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like a da single dad in their 40s. <laughs> yes. Yeah, what are you talking about? It's like the evening of a union man. <laughs> The dock worker. <laughs> we all know. I gotta catch up on my ink master. 
<laughs> well, I need to catch up to you because you're a real dad now. Yeah, yeah. Well, get to it. <laughs> get on uh, that da- dad schedule. You know, dad schedule. Yeah, right. I don't oh, know. My, yeah, my life has changed even a little bit since... Uh, Becoming a dad. I've almost prepared myself, starting to prepare myself more and more by sleeping a lot less. Not really fully by choice. It's just kind of happening that way. I just, uh, for some reason, been waking up earlier. I woke up at 5 a.m. today. I've been waking up. Like, I've been waking up at 6.30 and been feeling groggy. I still wake up pretty groggy. But it's just like, I don't know. I, like, kind of wake up at an early time. And I'm just like, fuck it. Get up. (laughs) I sort of feel that, like, I do that on the weekend but not during the week I mean, when yeah. I have to be up <laughs> I'm I'm uh, I'm up pretty early on the weekends too just cuz it's like yeah so much daylight so many room so much room for activities Enjoy uh, the it's day. mostly just me laying in bed reading manhwa, but you know, <laughs> for like six hours. Hey, if that's what you enjoy, then uh, all the more reason to get up for it, right? <laughs> right. And uh, I don't know how to segue. Let's talk about today's case, huh? Uh, that's I'm a segue. Ready. Um, yeah, we got a bit of a doozy here. If you're trigger warnings, I guess we can start. We should probably do more trigger warnings, I guess, in these episodes. Um, I do them when they're very like very particularly heinous okay. like crimes against children or lots of sexual assault because I think there is something about like being part and parcel with if you hear we're going to talk about a crime or a disappearance you can kind of tell that there is going to be some typical yeah so you know trigger warnings of right. like you know but if it's that's just how I do it usually, but if you want to do them, go for it. That was a, such a roundabout way to say, "Hey, you can do it if you want to." Uh, it's up to you. It's your episode. You're hurting your me. episode. You're. I don't know what we're getting. Doubt myself. I don't know what we're getting into, Jackson. <laughs> you do. All right, fine. Yeah, this is the first time I haven't really revealed anything for the episode. I know so. nothing. Um, there's going to be some talk about suicide. I'm just... Uh, that, yeah. I believe, yeah. I think that's a great trigger warning. on your list? Oh, God damn it. Anyway, uh, yes, there's suicide. We're going to be talking... It's going to come up. Um, and we're going to be discussing a disappearance today. A disappearance and then appearance. It's uh, a disappearance that has been solved since it started. But it is kind of interesting to like talk a little bit about this list. So let's just get into it. Let's ground ourselves. We're going to be covering the mysterious disappearance of Gail Elizabeth Delano, a 35-year-old woman from Westport Island. If you know Westport Island, it's just the island that is just like very close by to Wiscasset. Okay. Yeah. So if we're trying to place ourselves. So for those out-of-towners, we're talking about sort of the mid-coast region. Yeah, I'm familiar with Wisconsin. Yes. And so if, like, you were visiting Maine, it'd be closer to Booth Bay uh, Harbor. Just kind of if you keep following the road up and down into the peninsulas, that's where you'd be heading. Popular vacation spot. Uh, This is, um, we've both been nearby this, but over at the um, Botanical Gardens. This is also where I hit a deer. This is where you hit a deer. Uh, so actually, the deer hit me. The deer Let's hit you. Let's be fair. The deer ran into me out of the darkness <laughs> on Route One in Wisconsin. The deer was just as surprised to run into you. I think he was side of the door or like where in the car did he? Uh, it was the f- 
driver's side bumper. Oh, okay, gotcha. Did you get a nice dent in there? Nice solid dent. My headlight was crushed. Nice. <laughs> Just got my car back. <laughs> did the did the deer die or did it run off? That shit was dead. Okay. <laughs> he, he passed. He passed. Painfully, unfortunately. Oh, poor deer. It, I, mm-hmm. I'd never hit a deer before that. I've never hit anything before that. I've never been in an accident. It was the most shocking thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is pretty terrifying. It was also on Halloween, so. Ooh, spooky deer. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's why he hit you. He was, like, wearing his his costume. He had this mask over his face. He couldn't see too well out of it. Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm-mm. Anyway, sorry. We're getting it. We like to joke on the show. It's also, it's Monday for two people with ADHD. (laughs) (laughs) We've had a rough day. It's hard to assimilate to society. It's been a rough one day. It's a, This is an awful week. It's Monday. Oh, fuck. That's literally how the last three weeks have been. It's like, is it, it seriously really just has Monday? Been. It's just so rough to get through the week lately. Uh, we're looking forward to some sunshine. We'll just say that. Okay. Uh, Gail Elizabeth Delano from the Wiscasset, Westport Island area. She would often refer to herself as from Wiscasset. She has a lot of family in this area. She's got a mother that's nearby. She is um, single at this time. She's recently coming from her second divorce in her life. She got 35. Yeah, at 35. So things are pretty rough. She got bad luck. Got bad luck. You know, I mean, I've got a friend right now who's going through the dating scene and, you know, they're up in the Waterville area and they're like the there are slim pickings. I would imagine this is probably still the case in Wiscasset, even though, yeah, a little bit more. Got a little bit more tourist, a little bit more going on, potentially. I know, but you're not going to start a relationship with a tourist. No, exactly. And also, like, living here, 3K population, it's not huge. You know everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you do know everybody at that point. point. You could conceivably be be like, yeah, I've run into every single person in this town. Like, so, yeah, not a whole lot no. around mm-hmm. uh, available to you. It's really hard to find love. Um Gail's got two teenage sons, teenage-ish, sort of like one's more in like 11, 12, one's a little bit more into the teens. Okay. Uh, I would say teens younger side. She's a young mother. She's a a young mother, um, but she's dealing with a lot. Yeah. And she, for some reason, is feeling a lot of pressure to date. There seems to be that kind of coming up. Uh, I think partially what's described within uh, her last journal entry, she mentioned that she's really looking to date because not only for herself and because she's lonely, but because she wants to have a father figure for her kids. Evidently, this is something that she cares about, which I always find interesting. You know, it's like people I can understand if people think of like families in the traditional sense, they want this like gendered idea of like a father figure and a mother figure and there's this gendering of the roles but it's like i I feel like there is this sort of like well i'm not i'm not a guy so i don't understand what my sons are going through yeah someone who can 
handle that. That's like such a strange way to think about it. It's like, nah, your relationship as a parent is much deeper than like this gendered side of it. And not only that, like family is what you make it. So I don't know. I would consider you and Allegra to be family. Yeah. So it's like when I have my kid around, I can always bring them down to Auntie B's and Auntie Allegra's. We're good uh, at, and we're good at the aunt thing. And you're good at the aunt thing. You're good with kids. And my, I would consider that as like a positive influence in the kid's life. You know, it's yeah. like a figure of sorts, but not necessarily tied to any gender specifics. I don't know. That was something that I was hmm. just thinking about. I think, I wonder too, if it's just like, because you said she's got family in the area, but yeah, it yeah. seems like, I don't know, if you're like really try, trying to create like a unit, mm-hmm. that's there. I'm. It's that sort of like, Allegra and I have been discussing a lot lately about um, intentional community and how we kind of lost that. Mm, yeah. Where it's like, it seemed, maybe she just doesn't, have even that for uh, maybe, her and her boys. Yeah, I mean, not. I mean, what does she have time for? Yeah, now, a lot of thing about these intentional communities. It's like you find them through your activities. You find them through where you're meeting up, and it's hard to be able to get that if you're taking care of these kids. You know. Yeah. So I mean, but she is focusing most of her life on the dating scene. Specifically, she puts her gets her dates through personal ads. So she puts an ad in the paper. What year is this again? This is 19... I did not mention the year. This oh, is 1986. You. Makes sense. Yeah. 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 Look, not, you don't no have internet. your tenders. You no. don't have your bumbles. Your humbles. Your farmers only. Your hinges. Christian mingle. Plenty of fish. Do we get them all? Definitely not. Um, Match.com. Match.com. Mitch.com. It's just a dating place for Mitch. My parents did Facebook dating. Facebook dating. Wow. Facebook has dating apps? Don't do it. Ooh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Your parents did that? Okay. They're like going through the dating. Craigslist? Is that a dating app? I... You can put Craigslist no. oh, personal, oh, so people oh. using it for dating. Uh, Craigslist or orgies. Has, Craigslist has missed connections. I love looking at the main missed connections. Oh. They're fascinating. What's that about? So that's like the sort of like, I saw you across the bar with your <laughs> plaid shirt and your ginger beard. And you told a joke to the woman sitting next to you. She appeared to be your wife, but I thought maybe I could do better. Here's my number. Oh, my goodness. That's <laughs> wild. Do they ever get a response? Does anyone ever follow up on them? I just follow it. There's an Instagram for them for the Portland area. So That's they so like funny. pull, they curate them. Um, <laughs> so I, hope, I don't know. I hope they have that description of like you and your bean boots and <laughs> swinging your axe <laughs> all over the bar. <laughs> you had a great vibe. <laughs> Ew. Um, so, okay, but personal personal ads. Doing a lot of personal ads. She would often describe, this is just an example of one of her personal ads. And uh, no tough judgment here. Um, you know, if you, we'll talk about it after. Unique female, 34. This is an older one. 34. Attractive, trim, intelligent, affectionate, independent, slightly crazy night owl. Likes music, movies, dance, dining. Seeks easygoing, intelligent, responsible, and not overweight male for growing relationship. I'm in Wix Cassett. Where are you? That's cute. It's kind of cute. Yeah. It's like, um, but it's also kind of like the thing of like, 
Hmm. Like, how much time do you spend on the personal ad? I guess if you're paying for it, you got to spend some. You got to spend a little spend time some on good it. time on it. And make yeah. sure you're really encompassing everything about you. Um, it just reminds me of there's a there's a band called Stars, and they have a song called Personal. It's really sad. It's a great song, but oh. it's like two people responding to each other through personal ads. Oh, that's really cute. It's a really good song. That's really it adorable. Brings tears to my eyes. But that's why, like, it. I get the vibe. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm on board. Yeah. So she's been doing this for, uh, I guess, I, I don't know the timeline of her divorces. I didn't look at that. Didn't think it was mattered. But um, Do you know, do the sons have the same father? This doesn't matter. I think the sons do have the same father. Okay, that's all I, yeah. I think it's from the second marriage. Again, I don't know, don't the, know timeline the timeline of the divorces. I can't be But totally the dad certain. is not in the picture. Dad's not in the picture, okay, yeah. got it. Divorce happened recently. Uh, how recently? Uh, long enough that she's like trying to find, you know. Some, yeah. some dating. There might be a financial pressure as well with the dating because she is unemployed at this time as she's going through things. So, like, yeah. tough. Really tough. Um, and, you know, with this kind of, like, ad, what are you imagining? Someone that's kind of, like, outgoing, right? Yeah. They like dancing. It's actually kind of the opposite. Family have said that she's very reserved. Kind of shy. Putting these personal ads is actually like a big kind of step of courage for here, trying to like her, trying to find love in this area, trying to like find someone else. Um, but she is pretty timid and maybe not as easygoing. I don't know. Hmm. But with all the stress of like being a single mother, being unemployed, she also had chronic migraines, which were becoming a thing. Oh my God. And that might just be like a, a response from stress, you know? That's. The, I've, like kn- a, I've known people who yeah. have had chronic migraines. They are no fucking joke. I've had migraines before and just like, fuck that. I couldn't imagine doing that constantly. Oh, absolutely not. Um, but she was hopeful. But on the night before June 21st, sorry, June 21st, 1986, so June 20th, Gail could be heard by her sons on a phone call talking to someone named John for two hours. Um, this is a typical thing that Gail would do before going on dates. She would often call up, like if if she got a response to the, the ad, you know, she'd get a phone number, and then she would go ahead and call the individual, and they'd talk two to three hours before she would decide to meet with the the person. Um, sort of as a safety kind of preliminary, just like that. I think it's really smart. I mean, you still can't totally tell, but at least you're not going with a complete stranger. Exactly that. So it's like with with how potentially sketchy it can be to like answer these personal ads and meet a stranger, to just have that little bit of experience of talking to the person on the phone, trying to get their vibe, understand who they are. Give everyone in your immediate vicinity their number. Yeah. (laughs) If something happens to me, call. Call. But then on June 22nd, 1986, uh, Gail drove to Howard Johnson's diner in Brunswick, Maine. Oh, I don't know that one. Yeah. She actually had called up family uh, to say that they were going to be spending the afternoon over there to meet a blind date. So she went off, she took her car, uh, drove to the Howard Johnson's, conceivably. Uh, but then that night, Ryan had returned home from being at a friend's house for most of the day. And to find Gail had not returned. Which is concerning, 
but not enough for Ryan to really act out on this concern. Apparently, this is something that has happened before, where, where she'll go on a she'll go out and not come back for the evening. Um, yeah. Gail's like, yeah, you know, but Gail would also relay information to family, uh, kind of give a timeline of like what's happening, where where things are at, and would um, give an idea of like when she would return. But a media family at that time didn't have any information on where she was or where things were, what was happening. So unfortunately, um, they were left in the dark. There wasn't a clear idea of like who she was talking to. So nothing happened immediately that night, but when next morning came and Gail still wasn't around, family decided to call police. Yeah. And they were like, what's happening? So the police immediately, with the information of, okay, they're at the Howard Johnson's, they immediately went to that location where they found her car parked in the parking lot. It was a 1980 Toyota Tercel. I've never heard of that. I've never heard of Tercel. Do you want to look? look Here, I'll look up a Tercel. What is a Tercel? 1980, a 1980 Toyota Tercel. Tercel hatchback. Oh, shit. That is some hatchback. Look at that. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. A, that's a gremlin right there. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that thing. It looks like a gremlin, actually. That's cool. Um, I make those no more. I kind of like this look. I do too. You know, it is boxy. That's why I always I. It's kind of fun. I don't know. I wanted a Kia Soul because of how boxy it was. <laughs> you wanted to be in a little toaster. Yes. <laughs> I do always think those are funny. They're pretty cheap too. Well, Kia cars in general are pretty cheap uh, because you know Kia wasn't a good company for a while. <laughs> They're actually better, apparently. So if you're looking for cheap cars, don't discount Kia. Well, I mean, Kia has... is discounted, but don't discount <laughs> oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> so, I hate the fact that her car is still there. Yeah, that's not fun. No. That's not cool. No. Um, police didn't search the car immediately. Yeah, police basically said that there doesn't seem to be an indication of foul play. And they considered that this was a case of an adult woman who had gone out and spent the night. Jackson. Because they also based the information on her having done this before in the past, they were just like, nope, not a problem. But here's the thing. We're also in the time period where police gen- generally are like, not helpful. they're an adult. <laughs> they can do what they want. There's nothing worse your than your- Your son is missing. Eh. Just boys being boys. They're well, probably no, that's out the thing, is bicycling just like, and uh, shooting No, they're up a runaway. They'll be back. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry, they'll come back. We see runaways all the time. Or you, with an adult, it's like, well, if she wants to leave, she can. If she wants to abandon her sons, she can. And it's like, thank you so much for being so fucking helpful. Thank you, officer. You've solved the case. No, that is kind of wild to be just like, no, can't do anything about it. Like, not even like a wellness check? Nothing. Oh, yeah, that's the thing is like, it's wild. But I mean, like. If we're talking, oh, let me look up the date specifically. So June 21st, 1986, what day? So this was a Saturday, okay? So then it was Sunday. And so now we have an idea of like sort of the days, okay, Saturday. It wasn't until 11 a.m. on Monday 
that the police decided that they could now search the vehicle. Now it's time to be worried. That's the thing. The first 48 hours are the most important. They no, say let's that fucking, all the time. Let's fucking breeze through that now. Nah. <laughs> that's, that's the thing that makes me the most angry, is that they, professionals always say the for, first 48 hours are the most important. <laughs> yeah. Well, unfortunately, the police decided that that wasn't a thing, or maybe that wasn't common practice for some reason. Um, but... It was sketchy as fuck. They were hoping some kind of note was left behind or anything at all, but nah, there wasn't any note. So they were looking around and they couldn't find anything. There wasn't anything of importance within the car that could identify where she was. Um, it was pretty wild. So the police inevitably moved the car out of the parking lot. Two hours later, a fucking, like, I don't know, busboy from the diner found her set of car keys parked where she was parked. It was just like, okay. Yeah. Set of keys left behind for her car left in the parking lot. Okay. Thank. Cause you said parked where she was parked. The the, keys are parked. She parked the keys. (laughs) Fair enough. So they were, and is the car still in the parking lot? No, the car is now taken away. The car has been taken. And then two hours later, a bus boy was like, keys. Wow, if you had just done a little bit of a preliminary search, you just probably would have... a looking fa- around. Jesus. Did she jump into the bushes? I don't know. We wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. You didn't fucking look. <laughs> so, yeah, so she doesn't have her keys on her. That's pretty fucking not good. No, very fucking not good. So, at this point within the investigation, the police are do have some data. Well, actually, no, they don't. So... Two weeks goes by. <laughs> yeah, they've got... Nope, never They've mind. got this thing. No, they don't, because it's related to something they found two weeks later. What were you about to say? I'm just mad. Okay. I'm just... I'm simmering. Simmering. A little simmer. I'm a little... I'm very mad. Turn up the heat on this key, tea kettle. It's fine. Key kettle. <laughs> Jesus what I was about to say. Christ. We can't talk. That's why no one fucking listens to this. <laughs> we can't talk. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We have wonderful listeners. We love all of you. Anyway, two weeks later, a nine-year-old boy. What's his name? Don't know. (laughs) This sounds familiar. Was playing on the other side of Howard Johnson's when the little boy found a discuss find something startling. It was Gail's purse. All of this stuff is in the immediate vicinity of this fucking place, and I. I can't be bothered. I can't, I'm not going to look around. No. The woman is missing. I'm not looking around. Again, like, she could. What if her body was just, like, in the bushes? No one would know. Hands. Hands to face. Flames. Flames. Flames on the side of my face. I, <laughs> are you kidding? Are you Okay, okay. Now something seems a little... This uh, is seeming very sketchy now. Are you sure? Maybe she just dropped it when she was going to this guy's house so that she could fuck around. Well, that's you know? what... The, the Betty was thinking, like, clearly she's attacked. But something's, yes! something's very mysterious about this purse and its placement. Nothing's been rifled through it. Nothing's been taken out of it. No valuables, no money or anything. So it's not a mugging. It doesn't seem like a mugging. There's an emergency $5 bill. Maybe that, uh, someone trying to Gail dispose of evidence, I wonder. Hmm, maybe, maybe. But luckily, there was some leads here. 
They had a little. Oh, they had leads. They had a Amazing. contact list available in Gail's um, purse, and they used that list date book. They used that list. It wasn't a Rolodex. No, it wasn't a Rolodex. I wanted it to be a Rolodex. It was a date book. Uh, but they found Gail's purse, uh, found this date book, and then they used that date book to go through the contacts that she's previously made. So individuals that she's met up with, maybe had a good thing going, and then like, you know, a time to revisit. Mm-hmm. But went through the list. They contacted these people. This has been now going through for a while. Um, there was a good possible suspect but there wasn't anything that they could figure out no with one him. named john no well his name was john but he had a really good alibi um and so they couldn't like refute they couldn't like actually say he was there wait could they not pull her phone records and see who called her that's something i'm not sure i don't know about in the 80s if like well no i think in the 80s you make a call and like you triangulate where the call is coming from there. I don't think it's like you can pinpoint the numbers at this point. It's not like how but you can star 69. You can star 69. Well, there you go. So maybe maybe you can't still if you're doing that. But this is not I don't think phone technology is at a point where we can like exactly look through oh who called her i'm gonna look into this now i'm I interested i think this is for a this is britney for later well okay let's assume that you could well how would they even log that you'd need some kind of computer to be able to like store that memory and it's there's 89 it's it's a fucking phone b this isn't like computers are few and far between man <laughs> you fucking Hit the little dial. It connects you through wires. Hold on. I want to know. I want to know. Oh, my God. This isn't going to turn anything up. (laughs) It probably isn't, but I just want to know. Two idiots arguing about phone technology. (laughs) I remember call logs, like, from phones that I grew up with. Like, you you could have a digital display and display the last, like, so many calls that you've had. But that also comes with, like, the voicemail system. Right. Phone calls back then were routed through relays and electronic connections. It required actually tracing the connections. Okay, so because you're not actively tracing it. But keep in mind, like, the the thing that I'm thinking of is the fact that there are operators. Yeah. So, like, there... I don't know if operators are keeping track of every phone call that they're, like, connecting. They're probably just, like, yeah, making the connections there and then. Manual switching died along with disco by the mid-1980s when electronic switching system enabled carriers to instantaneously match a caller with a location. Caller ID and star 57 call tracing services, the primary consumer interfaces with electronic identifiers, make it tough to hide from the heat these days. Hmm. I don't know. Inconclusive. All right. Okay. Inconclusive, but not no. Because <laughs> there is still some technology behind that. Like, anyway. Because think about it this way. Think about it this way. In order, like, 
if you were doing like a long distance call, you would get charged by your provider for that and you could get your phone records from your phone company. Yeah, but this is... My a... grandmother used to work for the phone company. I'm going to call her later. <laughs> well, anyway, there might be a answer to your question about this phone call as we get into this. You know what? I'm sorry. I just wasted all this time. Cut all of that. I'm not going to cut any of this. <laughs> I never cut your bullshit. I'm leaving all of this stupid shit out. That's fine. But I'm also going to ask my grandmother. <laughs> hey, how was phone technology back in your day did you guys no. even phone no because she worked for the telephone company in boston for like uh, 20 years so she has the inside on she phone, might on phone tech i'm an idiot for not thinking about that um so we're going through this day date book nothing's coming up mm-hmm. um so things are there's nothing there's no more leads at this point and what the fuck's up with the purse? What's up with the keys? It's really unsure what's happening. I mean, police had... Police now are starting to experiment with this idea that this is suicide. That this is her planning a scheme to disappear, potentially. There's not much, They can't find any records of some John or whoever she might have contacted. So... That's the theory that they start presenting, which I agree. It's pretty shitty police work to be like, she killed herself. Where's her fucking body? That's the thing is like, what's happening here? It's like, you got to I mean, find the person first to actually know what's happening. I mean, unless but they're saying also, like, uh, uh, <sighs> sorry, I'm ruining everything. It's fine. Just I'm just trying to get fucking everything just cracked just fucking bumping all the mics <laughs> also like everything just cracked are you okay yeah i'm good all right Hi. um yeah i think this is shitty police work <laughs> for fucking sure it's just like not every person that goes missing is suicidal i know but she was dealing with depression as well at this time i'm sorry for bearing that lead but people who have de- not everyone that has depression is suicidal it's true but um but apparently this is also the 19 this is 1980s like you know not really the best mental health available at the time also um you know car gone no note car gone no note <laughs> Like, if she did all this planning where, like, you think that she has two young sons. Yeah. Would she not? Because I'm also going to assume she's 35 and probably doesn't have a will. Because this is also 1980s mid-coast Maine. No. I mean, the family is also there. Like, no. It's no. like, yes, she's having a hard time. She's struggling with medication. But that doesn't mean, yeah. She's struggling as unemployed, single, two kids, dealing with a lot. Recent divorce. There's a lot of stressors. But the family is also agrees. Like, no, she wouldn't do that. She wouldn't just do that. Also, the other, if you want to say that maybe, she, like, she would have to be somewhere or would have had to walk somewhere. She would be, you'd find her body somewhere. This brings but us to also, the next part. But anyway. My other thing is if you're like, oh, well, maybe she dropped her car and, like, got a taxi somewhere. It, no, because she doesn't have her fucking purse. Yeah, she doesn't have anything. She has nothing. Well. She can't pay for shit. So, 
with nothing coming up, the family has decided to put, you know, take up their own search in some ways. So what they ended up doing was that they started distributing missing. Just do it. Just move it. Get comfortable. (laughs) So what the family started doing. So what the family started doing was um, started distributing missing posters to truck drivers that were passing through Maine and would give them a bunch and say, please pass these along. We're trying to find Gail. That's actually really smart. It's really fucking smart. There's actually an ad right now for human trafficking and how truckers can help. That's awesome. Yeah, because... Because it's true, because they see shit. Yeah, they do. And some of them are committing the human trafficking. Uh, But anyway, but I I agree with you. Like, it's a really really great way to be able to keep on top of like rings or like point out anything suspicious. And they keep collecting this information and help understand the network of what's this. And in this instance, it's a great way to get your your missing persons posters to travel. Yeah, exactly. Um. So on August 14th, 1987, a year and a half late, two and a half years later, um, a call comes in after all these like posters have been distributing it is from a truck driver named John Scott of Swansea, South Carolina. Oh, shit. Uh, he had spotted one of these posters in a truck stop in Georgia and called the police because this looked exactly like a woman they had given a ride to several months earlier. Interesting. Yes. The fact that several months have passed and you can recognize her. Yeah. So. Is she very distinct? Unclear of where exactly he picked her up. Um, It seems like potentially she must have been hopping cars and catching rides from Howard Johnson. But when, as John says, uh, she was alone, picked her up. She, he was with her for about 20 hours, he says, like <laughs> traveling. And she was just not very talkative. Um, just kind of sat in the passenger seat, was messing with her medication quite a bit. And wait, she's on medication. I'd mentioned this. Yes. I missed that. That's detail. okay. It was, I, I, I should have said it earlier and then I revealed it earlier, but that's okay. Um, yeah, she's been having issues with depression and medications and she's been kind of on and off it. Um, yeah. You know, okay. 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 So this might, this changes my thoughts a little bit, actually. She didn't talk very much through the ride, um, but did mention that he knows the Northern accent, uh, knows that she was dressed very neat. Um... But, yeah, pretty suspicious. The last that John saw of um, Gail was dropping off Gail around uh, U.S. Route 20 heading towards Abilene, Texas. Okay. No other information at this point. Pretty much. That's it. Yeah, pretty much done. Mm. Um, now though have you ever heard of unsolved mysteries <laughs> <That I have. laughs> yes, well I unsolved mysteries who i got a lot of uh, information from the unsolved mysteries wiki here along with a couple other old articles that didn't provide much more detail um 
had aired this episode about Gail Elizabeth Delano's disappearance, uh, aired on October 5th, 1988. Oh, so did I say earlier a year and a half? No, uh, two. I said two and a half years later. I meant a year and a half. You, I don't know why you I struggled that. with that one. Sorry, I'm bad with numbers. Same. <laughs> um, but October 5th, 1988 uh, was the airing and, you know, showed this disappearance and all these kinds of details of like what was happening, where, like what could have happened. Well, it turns out a forensic administrator... Uh, from Mobile, Alabama, had caught the uh, episode, the episode, and realized that this looks very sim- similar to an unidentified woman that he had found in a motel room in 1986. Somehow, she had made her way all the way to Mobile, Alabama, had a hotel room. And she had died of an apparent drug overdose, um, matching prescription drugs that were found in the room near her, that were prescribed to her, or prescribed for her. She just had the pill. She didn't have the bottle with her to, like, identify information. Okay, that was my next question. Okay. Um, So, news had broke. The guy, this uh, forensic administrator, decided to call up and make this connection and say, hey, we've had this woman in our databanks and I just saw this episode and I'm pretty confident that this is the person that you're looking for. So police started connecting with each other and started getting dental records done, other kinds of information that would help identify and match. Um, But the family had pretty much also known. Yeah. That's definitely her. They even found like possessions of her jewelry um, and, and clothes that she owned. And they're like, yeah, this is Gale. Aww. So what's frustrating, though, is that the information of her was, yes, in Mobile, Alabama. And at the same time, there's this investigation happening in Maine. Not once did they connect. No. Over this two and a half years. I think I've talked before, yeah. like when I think it was in the Israel Keys episode oh, yeah. about how all the databases there's like no national database. Yeah, there isn't. There isn't, and there's still. And the thing is, the thing, the frustrating thing is, there still really isn't. Mm. So a lot of these, you know, and it can vary from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. Sometimes even within states. You don't have any crossover. No. And it's insane. Like, how are the, how are you supposed to get any work done? <laughs> like, ugh. Fuck. So, the forensic investigator says this matches. So, now forensics is now piecing together how this had happened. Because they had an understanding of when she possibly died. Uh, they also, because of the motel, have an understanding of when she checked in. Mm-hmm. So with that information, it's actually found that somehow from Brunswick area, you know, yes, uh, where she was at, she didn't go through truckers. She wasn't hitchhiking through truckers at all. The guy's information that they had was bup. 
It wasn't related to Gail Delano Elizabeth, actually. Or he maybe he made it up. What? Yeah. Don't know why. But it's still kind of in the right direction, though. It seems like these are things that match. So maybe his memory didn't really work very well. I mean, this was several months ago to him. Right. So maybe but, his like, face is just kind of blurred that but point again, you forgot. It's, she's still kind of in the right direction, though. Right, you know? so That's it's like, what's weird. It's like, oh yeah, they're moving southward. It seems like it's uh, you know, seems like it's connecting. But with the forensics, well, the date she checked in, it was actually found that she had checked into the motel the night of her disappearance. So she had left around the morning, and police are now like piecing together that from New Brunswick, she from where Brunswick, <laughs> New Brunswick. <laughs> She's not in Canada. So she, from Brunny, from Brunnies, uh, Brunners. She, you know, parked her car, had her keys, had her purse, cut it, flew from Maine to Alabama, checked in in this hotel. And then over the course of those three days, died at some point. When hotel oh staff went to check in on her, they found that the door was latched. And when they went in, they had found her. This is wild. But so here's my other thing. I think I think the other I think it's just like dawning on me how easy air travel was prior to 2001. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty wild. Well, I mean, like, in its inception, it was insanely expensive. Only the ultra-rich could really do it. But over time, once you get into more commercial air travel, like, yeah, it was pretty accessible, and it was also very easy, TSA and all that, to get through. Right. I just want to check one other thing. Yeah. No. Okay. So I was just looking because there is an airport in Brunswick, but it's an executive airport. So she was not <laughs> flying out of Brunny. No idea where exactly she was flying out from, but it was very clear that she left. It would have that had to be morning. Portland or Augusta. Portland or Augusta. Yeah. She left that morning. Right. There's an airport in Augusta, right? No, I don't think there is. Is it Bangor? Maybe. Oh, fuck me. Okay. Hold on. Hold fuck on, hold you. On. Fuck you. <laughs> there is another airport. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just look up your fucking airport. It's oh, there is one in Augusta, but there is also one in Bangor. The jet ports are in Bangor, Portland, and Presque Isle. Okay, thank you. <sighs> I'm sorry. It's fine. I'll I'll shut up. Cut everything. Cut no, the fuck whole you. Episode. Shut up. <laughs> the whole episode in the trash. I'm putting you in the trash. Okay. Wee. Wee. Uh, she went in the hotel under the name of Jackie Stafford, um, saying that she was from San Diego. Uh, she paid for the hotel's lodgings with $115 cash for two nights. Yeah, and on the third day, that's when hotel staff tried to enter the room and found her. I mean, the upsetting thing is, I guess the police were right. Yeah, that's sort of the upsetting thing. It's is I it's, really wanted to what, believe that they weren't right. But man, like the fun fucking family being jerked around for like such a long time. First off, believing that there is a chance that she could still be alive, and then. 
going through the the wall of evidence, the the uncertainty, and then the sudden like possible connection, possible lead from the trucker. You know, this is a lot for this family to deal with in such in this amount of time. Two and a half years of unanswered questions. But at the very least, they I know. now know what happened. I know. But it is kind of wild. Like, what? What? what, what like, to not connect the databases, that's really annoying. But as 86, it's hard to do that at this time. Yeah. I get that. But it's still frustrating. It's like. There isn't like, I don't know, a review of missing persons and saying maybe no. we can help each other out here. No, 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 there's not. Let's not connect that. That's too much work. It's 2024 and there still really isn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Apparently it's still hard. <laughs> Supposedly it's still hard. Mm. But that's the case. That is the disappearance and then discovery of Gail Elizabeth Delano. I mean... It's really sad. It's the the family really did believe in her. It's sad to see it go that way. <sighs> and and like people might be I could imagine people bitching about like, "Oh, how could someone do that with kids?" And it's like it's fucking hard. The man. other thing is, you, know? you when when I finally realized that like maybe there is something going on with her medication, yeah. Again, it's 2024, and you still have medication commercials for depression being like, you may become suicidal. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, the side effects are like more than what you're dealing with, with. at the time. Yeah. You know? And I imagine that it was even, probably even more so yeah. in the 80s. True. And there might also be, when you are in the pits of despair... You know, things happen. They do. And uh, taking a moment to say, if you are feeling that way, please reach out for help. Yeah. There's lots of resources available for you. And But just the fact that, like... <sighs> and they'll be included in the episode description. Yes, they will. Hmm... The other thing is just like, if 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 the way things worked, if it was different, if it wasn't so easy for her to just like hop on a plane, and you know, those forty eight hours are so fucking important. And I'm surprised that like, I don't know, they didn't pass a flyer around to the airports or something. They probably didn't. Th- I don't know. Again, like I don't know how hard it is to track people going through the fucking airport in 1986. That's well, that's what I'm thinking. Is like, but also did how many people are, under a false? How name? many people are flying in and out of Maine at this time? Also, right? I don't know. It's wild. I don't know. There's a lot. It's a lot. Well, clearly, anyway. From clearly here, enough from because Wiscasset to Mobile, Alabama, that's 1,500 and like 54 miles away. That she did within. A day? Yeah. Well, you know, flying. You could do it. Yeah. Morning, 10 p.m. check-in. Yeah. But I think there's only one word that could really describe that distance, and it's in our next mainism. Jackson, fuck you. <laughs> hey.
hey, it's a manism. Okay, so we're going to be talking about some uh, Jackson's jerking me around. Jerking you around like this case. Um, we're going to be talking about some main slang today. We haven't talked about main slang. I miss main slang. We did the main slang quiz, which you, uh, as I recall, you did quite well on. Yes, I did. I think I only got one wrong, and you are not a mainer, my friend. I'm not a mainer. I'm a flatlander or whatever, uh, from away. You are. Uh, well, you're not, because flatlanders typically, I think, are specifically Yeah, it's usually Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Flatlander is sort of a general term as You're well. from the redheaded stepchild New England state. Connecticut. Ugh, disgusting. Literally, the rest of, I, I, the rest of also, New England I, is like, are you sure you're New England? Also, I resent that statement. I'm not from Connecticut. I lived in Connecticut for quite a while. <laughs> I'm not from there. If I'm from anywhere, I'm from Oregon. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, if I'm from anywhere, I'm from Mexico. Arriba. Um... <laughs> I'm not from anywhere. Uh, but we were kind of like thinking, well, all these fucking main slangs, we've, we've done them all, but we haven't really, there, we could focus on main like areas, main specifics, mm-hmm. more, more like general concepts. There are some things yeah. that these articles say are ju- that are main based. And I'm like, are you sure you don't say this anywhere else? Yeah, seriously. It's like, no, you definitely, you definitely say this. Like one of the ones on the Portland Press Herald was like getting by. Mm-hmm. Is that a main thing? I don't think so. When you're like, hey, how you doing financially? You know, I'm getting by. <laughs> no, you know what? No, incorrect. Now that I think about it, there is a song by Pink that uses that fucking There you go. So Fuck this it. is not... This is not I take a thing. issue with the Portland yeah. Press Herald. But what did you find, my friend? So we got a couple main terms for distance, things that measure. So if we were talking about an undetermined distance, maybe I'm going to go to Alabama. That's a bit of that's a piece. That's a piece. That's a piece. I think a piece is more uh that's probably too much distance. A piece is probably more of like not really sure, but if you go down the road, he lives down there. It's a just piece. a piece down the road. You know? So Unsure, but it's some distance. It's measurable, but you know it's there. Yeah, yeah. It's like not not Alabama necessarily. You can get there from here. You can get there from here. Not Alabama necessarily, but you're gonna have to go down a bit. You know, yeah. a piece. You can't miss it. You can't miss it. <laughs> That's a apparently a main Made thing. It's just not. <laughs> you can't miss it. Everyone says that. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I found interesting is well, what if I want to like measure something really small mm-hmm. you know that'd be dite dot t gotta enunciate the t dite a dite you got a, a dite I, so uh, it's like a tiny amount <clears throat> just a dite hold on <clears throat> ask me if i want some creamer in my coffee would you like some creamer in your coffee my damn i uh, i think i'll have a dite uh, just a dite it's the wrong bar <laughs> Just a dite. Just a dite. Little cream. Little cream. You could... Hey, could you scooch over a dite? Hey, could you scooch over a dite there, bub? There you go. Oh, there's, there's that beautiful uh, twang. Is it a twang? Mm-hmm. Okay. How's it going? Uh, you know, just a... Uh, a dite busy. <laughs> a dite busy. Just a dite busy. Well, you know, it's like a little bit, you know? It's like, what if you... If you want a little bit of creamer, there's another term that might be more akin mm. to this, where dite might seem like just kind of 
uh, a, a, a minuscule amount, a minuscule. It's distance. basically black coffee. Yeah. <laughs> you might instead want to say a scrid, a little bit. Scrid. Scrid? Yeah, scrid. It's a tiny piece. Oh, I'm going to have some uh, cake, but I'm just going to have a scrid. Oh, I'm going to have a little tiny scrid of that cake, I yeah. There you go. And that's the measurements I have for you for today. <laughs> main measurements. Main measurements cute. is the title of this mainism. Very cute. Very cute well, indeed. Well, today has been terrible. When aren't they terrible? When they're funny. <laughs> <laughs> this was funny. Some parts of it are funny. I think we're funny. Yes, we are. I think we're, we're the funniest. The disappearance and death is not funny. No. But we can... I hope that... Uh, there's a purpose to this. We we believe humor is helpful in trying to understand and get through hard times in your life and also difficult situations. So we hope that you join us here. And yes, we do get mad about things and we get angry and we get sad. I got, we also try I to laugh. simmered like a fucking yeah, you're very mad today. tea kettle today. Yeah. It's mad. an Aries moon. That's why. You're also ping-ponging all over the place here you're you couldn't get comfortable no i'm really today. sorry if i fucked up jackson's episode and like made it <laughs> you didn't it's fine i made a more big oh, deal out of it ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for joining us if you would like to reach out to us you can reach out to us on our gmail at homegrownhorrorpod at gmail.com or on our instagram at homegrown stop moving the fucking table homegrown horror pod allegra my wife is on the instagram Instagram, Jackson's on the Instagram. Sometimes I'm on the Instagram. You don't know who you're going to get, but we love talking to you. It's a ragtag bag of freaks. We kind of are. And also, you can listen to us on Spotify and leave us a rating there. Sometimes there's a Q&A. I put one on the last episode. And then also, you can leave us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts. But... Even if you're just here hanging with us, we appreciate that more than you know. Goodbye, homies. Bye. Bye.